0: The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Up next on The Believer's Walk of Faith.
1: The one thing God cannot violate is what? His Word. If He does, then God will make God untrue. But because this hasn't been taught, people have gone without and put it on God. Well, God didn't show up. Well, he knew what I needed or my baby or some sort. I don't care what it is. I'm just telling you right now, God has rules and he wants the church to know what the rules are so that the church can stand in the gap for people who don't know what the rules are. You and I might have learned to pray as, as kids, but did we pray right? Was that the right prayer? Because I was taught to pray, now lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I awake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Now that didn't have much faith in it right there. Uh, Say amen to that. Now the Bible says God is my keeper. You know what I mean? So He's going to make sure I don't die while I'm sleeping. You know what I mean? And so that kind of thing. So we had learned those kinds of prayers, but those kind of prayers won't hold you today. So we need to learn how to pray. All right, let's go over to uh, Luke chapter 11, please. And I want to start reading here at verse 1. It came to pass as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples. For he said unto them, When you pray, say, Our Father. You know, God is Father. Amen. He's Father. Sometimes you might want to say that just to make sure you're talking about the right God, you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, Which art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive everyone that is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And he said unto them, which of you shall have a friend and shall go to him at midnight and say, unto him, friend, lend me three loaves. Now God is not, he's still talking about prayer. He didn't change subjects here. He's still talking about prayer. For a friend of mine is in his journey, has come to me and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, trouble me not. The door is now shut and my children are with me in, in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. And I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is a friend, yet because of his what, importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needed. Now let's look at that same verse right there, and in an Amplified translation, please. I tell you, although he will not get up. And supply him anything because he is his friend, yet because of his what? Shameless persistence. Shameless persistence. And how many people haven't gotten anything because of they're not willing to have shameless persistence. Now he's teaching you how faith works. Now here's what he's getting at. Here's what this whole thing is about that you just read. He didn't switch topics. He's still talking about prayer and he's talking about the way you get effective prayer. And he's saying that here's a person coming at midnight, knocking at the door and needs some bread. Well, one of the things that the Word of God is sometimes often referred to as bread. It's the bread of life. It's um, man shall not live by what bread natural bread alone, but by what Amen. every word by spiritual bread. So, lend me some bread. So, sometimes what happens in prayer, you need some bread. You you need the word to pray to God. In Isaiah fifty-five in verse eleven, he said, "So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. This is God. This is." this is God's spoken word right here in the Bible, written down in, in, um, a, 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 codified, a form that you can read it out of a book. This is his, this is what he spoke. All right. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me. What? Void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper. prosper in the thing whereunto I sent it. So, this is the basis of prayer. What you're doing is you're returning God's word back to Him. You're returning God's word back to Him. And when you return God's word back to Him, then God cannot deny Himself. So, I need some bread. I need to find out what God said because what God said is what I'm going to return back to him. If you will, go over to Isaiah uh, chapter 43 and verse 25. I even I am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for my own sake and I will not remember thy sins. Put me what? in remembrance. Let us do what? Plead together. Keep going. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. May it be set free. So he's saying, take my word and remind me of what I said. Somebody said, well, does, does God forget? I don't know, but he told me to remind him of what he said. See, I'm not, I'm not going to let some, some kind of logical something creep in and tell me, well, I don't have to do that. Cause he knows he, you know, he always knows what I need. That's true. That's why you broke. But my point to you is because you didn't take time and follow the rules right here to get this thing where it's supposed to be. Now I, 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 I declare that you're not going to be broke going forward, but let's look at another place. Go over to Matthew's gospel and Matthew's gospel chapter, um, chapter, uh, you're going to come out of this series so dynamic in prayer. I mean, every one of your prayers is going to be answered speedily. Matthew chapter six, verse seven. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. That if they say it again and again and again, then God's going to hear me. If I keep saying it, he's going to hear me. Watch this. Be not ye therefore like unto them for your father, say father again, knoweth what things you have need of. Come on, help me. Before you what? So it tells me even though he knows what I have need of, I'm going to have to do what? I'm going to have to ask him. I am going to have to ask him. He knows exactly what I need. I'm going to have to ask him. And when I ask him, I'm going to have to, in Mark 11:24, 24, he says, therefore, I say to you, what things soever you desire when you pray, what do you do? Believe you've received them. Come on. You shall have them. Am I right about it? But you've got to ask him. Didn't he say that? So if I don't ask him, even though he knows what I need, it's not giving him the legal permission that he needs to meet your need. See, the one thing God cannot violate is what? His His Word if he does, then God will make God untrue. So he can't do it. Even if somebody's on the brink of death, he can't violate his word. And, and God knows he loves us, but because this hasn't been taught, people have gone without and put it on God. Well, God didn't show up, but well, he knew what I needed or my baby or some so I don't care what it is. I'm just telling you right now, God has rules and he wants the church to know what the rules are so that the church can stand in the gap for people who don't know what the rules are. We should have no sickness in this church. None. You know, um, the Bible says, That even when we don't know what to pray for as we ought, he says over in Romans chapter 8 and verse 26 likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what to pray or we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with what? groanings which cannot be uttered. So if, if we don't know what to pray for, we've got the Holy Ghost in us and he is an intercessor according to John chapter 14 and look at verse 27 and he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according, come on, to the will of God. And if you look at the will of, that's in italics. So if you take that out, he makes intercession for us according to God. See, he knows what we need. So if we don't know what to pray for, God has a way we can pray. And still get the results that we want. See, you see what I'm saying? I'm saying they didn't have that in the New in the Old Testament. That's why I said in Ecclesiastes chapter um, four, it was better not to be born under that. If you know what you had under that new. In other words, wait to be born under the new covenant, because under the new covenant, I got the Holy Ghost that can help me pray. He knows exactly what to pray. And, and, and so we call it the keys to the kingdom that there are key, the door uh, for somebody's automobile takes a different key than the door for somebody else's automobile. The door for your house takes a different key than your neighbor's house. In other words, you might be in a situation that it's a key to unlocking that door and the key is in the word of God. But the Holy Ghost knows he's got the whole key chain, you know. And so when you don't know what to pray for, you shondarabhaya. Now, come on over here to Proverbs, if you will, and Proverbs chapter 20. And look at verse 5. It says, counsel in the heart of a man is like deep water. But a man of understanding will do what to it? Will draw it out. And see, what happens sometimes is the Bible says he's given you wisdom, that Christ has been made unto you wisdom. Well, where is Christ? Christ in you. Come on now. So the wisdom is in there and I can take speaking in tongues and draw it out. Are y'all with me here? Now, I'm, I'm saying this because there should be no prayer that goes unanswered. See, if you make up your mind and say that right there, you know, because some people say, well, you know, God sometimes says yes, sometimes He says no, sometimes He says maybe. Now, where'd they get all of that from? I mean, that's ignorance going to see. All right, now, uh, look at 1 um, Corinthians chapter 14 and look at what it said in verse 13. Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue, pray yes. that he may interpret. Yes. Come on, come on. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, who's praying? Yes. My spirit's praying. Yes. But my mind is what? Unfruitful. Yes. See, you can pray in Roshin Behonda. Well, you don't know what you just prayed. Yes. But your spirit is praying. Yes. And when your spirit is praying, it's praying according to God. See, it's being unctioned by the Holy Ghost and it's praying according to God. And what is it then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the what? Understanding also. So you can pray in English or you can pray in the spirit. And I will sing with the spirit and I will sing with the Understanding also. So when uh sometimes in devotion or in your own private devotion or in public devotion, uh somebody might sing, have a song in the spirit. You know what I'm saying? And that's your spirit praying. So I'm I'm saying that to say that one God answers every prayer if it's prayed according to his rules. And when it's prayed according to his rules, it's effective prayer. And what we have to do is understand that, um, this, um, this is, this is the way that people of God, intercessory prayer, that people of God can stand in the gap for somebody else. Now, once you pray, don't consider anything else. Once you pray, don't consider anything else. And that enemy looks like he'll have you try to get you to consider everything. Are you with me here? Look what he even says about Job. Job chapter 42 and verse 10. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he did what? He prayed for his friends. Also the Lord gave Job how much? Twice as much as he had before. Now, if you go back at the beginning of Job, in Job chapter one. Job chapter one, verse five. And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and and sanctified them, talking about his sons and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This did Job continually. Now, look at the condition that Job got into by doing this. Go to Job chapter 3, verse 25. For the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me, and that which I was afraid of has come to me. I was not in safety. Neither had I rest, neither was I quiet, yet trouble came. No wonder trouble came. So he prayed, but he didn't pray in faith. Amen. One man said scared prayer don't get you anywhere. Amen. But you got to pray in faith. How does faith come? Right. By hearing the word. So I got to get and I'm praying and I'm praying that word and sometimes I pray for somebody and it's a pastor, you know, I come up again, uh, next Sunday and say, wait a minute. Um, I, 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 I need some prayer. And, and I say, wait a minute, didn't I pray for you? <laughs> you well, yeah, but see that they, they never received it as a bona fide prayer. <laughs> this is an exercise we're going through here and I'm not going to believe something happened unless I see it. Well, that's the way you're going to see it. You're going to have to believe something happened. This man, Smith Wigglesworth, was healing people, and the man came up on the stage, and he said, excuse me. He said, didn't I pray for you yesterday to get healed? Well, yeah. He said, get down off this stage, and kicked the man in the back of his pants, and by the time the man hit the floor, he was healed. Now, now I'm not saying, I'm not advocating doing that. Cause today people will sue you, you know what I mean. <laughs> but it, it's very interesting. He said, Lord, teach us to pray as John the Baptist taught his people. So John was teaching people. Remember John had the Holy Ghost from, from way back, but, but he was teaching his people prayer. And Jesus was now going to teach his people prayer. And they didn't realize how important prayer was. Uh, come back to Luke's gospel, chapter 19, uh, chapter 9, please. Luke chapter 9. And look at verse 51. Now they saw this, and it came to pass when the time was come that he should be received up. This is Jesus. His passion is coming up when he's going to have to die on the cross. He steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem because that's where this thing is going to take place. And he sent messengers before his face and they went and they entered into village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. So this is the way they normally prepare for him. And they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go where? To Jerusalem. And when the disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, will thou that I, we command fire to come down from heaven and burn this bunch up, you know, consume them. And as Elias did, but he turned and rebuked him. He said, you know, not what man of spirit you are of. He said, for the son of man is now not come not to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. Now, what was happening here? What happened? They came, nobody came out. Nobody came out to the meeting. They were staying away by the hundreds. Why? Because Jesus had not what? Prayed. I'm gonna try to get this group. Y'all on me now. Jesus has not prayed for what? For that meeting. He had not prayed for that place. He had prayed only for Jerusalem. But when this disciple saw nobody coming out, They want to call fire down on them. See, but Jesus had to let Himself. Wait, wait a minute. Hold, hold on. The problem is not them. The problem is we didn't pray for that. And I tell you, sometimes even in church services or meetings and so forth, the problem is not them. The problem is the people who's supposed to be praying. A effective, listen, that's why I'm teaching on this, folks. It, it's not the city, it's not the devil. God knows how to get an angel to get your cousin to a meeting. He knows how to do that. And there's enough angels out here to serve anybody. I was listening to a teaching by uh, Brother uh, Kenneth Hagin, and he was talking about um, God told him, don't ever again pray for money. Don't ever again pray for money. He said, This is the way you get money. First, claim what you need. It's number one. Claim what you need. He said, Then, then, uh, bind the devil. I think I got the steps right. Then bind the devil. Then say, Go, ministering spirits, cause the money to come. He said, Now, here's why you do that because the money is in the earth. And Hebrews chapter 1. And verse 14 says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister? What? For Say for them. for them. See, those spirits are ministering for you. And he says, go ministering spirits and cause my money to come. Then he says he never praised that again. That's what he said. You can go on YouTube and find it on there yourself. Believe God for money. Why? Because he was an evangelist. Now he's going out to these churches and he gets to a church and they say, oh, Brother Hagen, I was trying to call you and get you not to come because we just had a crop failure and most of our people are, uh, you know, farmers and, and they didn't get the crop in and so forth. He said, all right, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to preach and you don't try to pull for money. You just tell the people this offering is for Brother Hagen, and pass the plate. He said, every time he made over his offering, no matter what the situation was, it doesn't make any difference. See, you, <laughs> well, if we just get some of this, praise God. Amen. God didn't drop you off in this earth to starve. Amen. Think about it, man. I wouldn't get a child born in this earth that I couldn't support. Now, I'm not trying to talk about some children out there, but, but my point to you is, is as, as a father, I want to support my kids. Say amen to this. Oh, my kids don't have no shoes, so forth and so on. And I know it is because I went through this. I went, my wife hadn't bought a dress in four years and so forth and so on. I went through it because I had to learn, wait a minute, hold, hold on here. You're not waiting on God. You're not waiting on God. God is waiting on you. You just haven't learned how to pray.
0: Today's life-changing series, Priority of Prayer, is available in its entirety on CD or MP3, on DVD or MP4. To order in the U.S., call 800-711-9327 or contact us online at billwinston.org as an additional resource to help you grow your faith and increase your prayer life. Order the Priority of Prayer Bundle, which includes the Priority of Prayer three-part teaching series and Dr. Veronica Winston's phenomenal book, The World Prayer Guide. This dynamic bundle will help you to pray scripturally with authority and in faith you will also gain a better understanding on why keeping prayer as a priority in your life will enable you to unlock your potential to change your world and impact the world around you. Order this must have bundle today. Hello, this is Bill Winston and I'd
1: like to share with you a new book that I've just written. It's called Miracles in the Marketplace. Now, traditionally we thought of miracles happening when people get sick and get a miracle or something's wrong with them physically, they get a miracle. Now, miracles can happen in education, in government, in business, in economics, anywhere, and you can have a miracle in your life. We're up against things and challenges today that, let me tell you, the natural solution just won't do it. We need a miracle. Well, this book develops not only a miracle mindset, but how you can produce miracles in your life. It is a phenomenal, powerful. Praise God, you need to get it today. This is Bill Winston saying, God bless you, and keep walking by faith.
0: The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.